From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Medical Director for the Center for the Advancement of Youth at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Well, the holidays are here and excitement's in the air, but is everyone really excited? Holiday blues, seasonal affective disorder, financial and family stressors all can impact you and your mood this time of year. But what can you do to help yourself, and how can you help others find the happiness during this time? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we're talking about holiday mood holiday mood changes and what happens so the holidays are here and excitement's in the air everybody's excited or actually they're supposed to be excited holiday blues seasonal affective disorder financial family stressors all can impact you and your mood this time of year especially if you already struggle with some mood disorders particularly bipolar So what can you do or what do you do to help yourself? And how can you help others find the happiness in this season? I will hear from you. I want to hear about your life um, and how you approach the holidays and what you do. And whether or not you, you find the joy or whether or not you struggle with finding the joy during this season. I know, you know, every year we talk about this on the show because it's such an important issue and it's such a real issue that individuals often struggle during a period that is supposed to be joyful. Not always so. But it can be if we step through a few tips of how you can make things go better for you. And I hope you'll give us a call. Join the conversation. You can call one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So I'm going to give you a couple of very personal examples um, for me. And just throw this out as, you know, I'm, I'm one of those older individuals, but I think many of us, no matter at what age, have some issues that may be ongoing and may be affecting you uh, during this season. So my first story is about two years ago. In fact, exactly two years ago, I lost a nephew during this time. Um, He was a wonderful young man, a beautiful smile. He spent many, many fun times with our family, summers and winters. Um, The gap that we now feel, we all feel, is palpable. Our family still misses that beautiful smile. We feel sadness at our loss. So the question is, is it okay to celebrate the holiday and be joyful without him? Um, We are. We do. 
but we miss it. Okay, here's another one. The shopping frenzy, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday are all pushed with such hype and and certainly great for business people. But there's pressure to do something. Go buy. Get your shopping done, right? Do you have friends and family who spent the entire last weekend in this frenzy? Maybe you did. Um, And maybe it's fun for you. But I didn't join in it. And I almost almost felt guilty. So what is that about? I didn't go out and join in the frenzy, but I felt a little guilty. Um, I thought that was an interesting feeling. And I actually talked to my husband about it because I um, I thought it was odd. And it, it truly was the first year that I absolutely did not buy one thing other than maybe um, groceries um, during this past weekend. So for those who have mood disorders, this time of year can be amazingly difficult. And when one's trying to deal with issues similar to what I just brought up, um, one, very heart-wrenching, the other one, gosh, not even sure where those feelings came from. Um, But there are ways to help stave off all of this as you're moving through it. And I want to talk about uh, the different ways that that we work on it as we're moving through. I have some questions for you. Are you feeling the pressures of the holidays? Do you have some tricks that make your family gatherings easier, happier, and and how do you deal with the sadness of a lost one during the holidays? I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Um, but let's go on to the phones. We we have an early caller. Thank you, Corey from Oxford, for calling in. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are today. Hi, thank you. Uh, well, uh, I lost my mother last month, uh, I'm so October sorry. the 7th. So Sorry for your loss, Corey. That's tough. We had our first Thanksgiving this past week without her and uh, didn't really do anything. But I was actually calling to seek advice for Christmas. Uh, that was her favorite time of year, and uh, it was her favorite holiday. And we're kind of, I'm an only child, so it's just me and my dad. Uh, any advice that you have would be great. Oh, Corey, uh, so sorry for your loss, and um, certainly losing a parent is is never easy. I've talked often about the loss of my father on air, because even though it's now going on eight years, I still feel the loss. So, well, let me talk to you. There are some things that you can do. You just said it was your mother's favorite time of the year. So what a, a good time for you to celebrate her life. And I know that's hard when you're missing her for you and your father. But um, this might be a really good time to think about um, asking a few friends to join you. You have a, a tiny family, you and your dad. And so perhaps to either um, reach out to some extended family um, or some friends who are near, and um, perhaps talk about doing a celebration dinner 
for your mother's life and all that she gave to you. And maybe think about taking out those really favorite things of hers. Um, Maybe there were some favorite decorations. I think so many times people believe that when they've had a loss close to a holiday, it is disrespectful respectful or or possibly you're not grieving as you should if you do anything in a celebratory uh, manner. Um, But sometimes it offers a way to keep those very positive memories there uh, by um, doing something um, celebratory like that. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of what I did after my dad died. Um, in December, um, we um, always had a Christmas party in December. He was always there. He loved singing the Christmas carols with us. Uh, even though he might leave early, he would he would leave. But he would sing and enjoy the food and enjoy the camaraderie of the individuals. Um, the year he died, we had our our party. We did, even though it was only a few weeks after he died. We, it was smaller, and we talked a lot about him. We sang songs. Um, it was maybe not quite as joyful as um, it might have been, but it still gave us the opportunity to share memories with family and friends. And so that might be something. What do you think about that? Do you think you and your dad could muster that? I certainly like that idea. We have a lot of uh, Christmas tree ornaments that she collected over the years that um, I use now. My husband and I uh, have them, and we put them on our Christmas tree every year. Uh, But I like the idea of continuing on a a tradition uh, that me and my parents had uh, Christmas Eve. We would always read uh, the Christmas story and, and Luke. Uh, so I think that that's something that will continue, and, and we'll do it in her honor this year. Yeah, there you go. Do it in her honor. And, um, you know, she may be watching you, and she it may just offer some incredible pleasure. The other thing you might start doing, you said you have some um, Christmas ornaments that... Uh, that she collected and and you and your husband used. What I would suggest is that now you and he and your dad start by adding a Christmas ornament each year in honor of your mother um, since it was her favorite time. That might be another thing you can do. So make it all a celebration and and hopefully, um, hopefully that will help y'all. I know you're going to miss her, but um, play some of those favorite songs of hers and pull out those favorite dishes of hers, and um, and and I hope it all helps you out, Corey. Thanks so much for calling and sharing that story. I know sometimes it's hard when it's so close. Well, thank you, and have a happy holiday. Thank you, Corey. You too. So. Gosh, um, that is exactly what um, I'm talking about. And what a good uh, first caller to hear from Corey, who is trying to now deal with the loss of a very close loved one, trying to make sure you step through it. Um, Don't let yourself fall into a a pattern of negativity. It's unfortunately... um, 
death is a part of life, and that's one of the, the things we have to deal with. It does make it harder during the holidays sometimes. But if you can find a positive twist um, to make that person that has been lost a part of uh, your life and let them be maintained as a part of your life, I think maybe you can find some positivity in all that. All right. Well, I think what we'll do is go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the holiday depression, anxiety, some stress facts of sort of why things happen as they do. And then I want to hear more from you, maybe about your questions like Corey had, or maybe about um, some recommendations. Would love to hear from you. You can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about some of the holiday mood changes individuals can feel for numerous reasons, for losses, for pressures, for anxiety about doing the right thing, anxiety about whether or not you're missing out on something that that others are getting to deal with, um, all kinds of reasons out there for the holiday blues, uh, so to speak. Um, but as we're moving along, the, the holiday depression, anxiety um, issues that uh, come along are, can be many factorial. Many, many issues can come along, and I'm going to mention some of them. Maybe unrealistic expectations of what's supposed to be there, um, you know, uh, I will say my husband sort of makes fun of the fact that um, on the Hallmark uh, uh, movie, on the Hallmark channels, everybody uh, marries a prince or falls in love with the best person. And even when they're blending families, everything works out perfectly. And so um, you watch those over and over again, and then you forget that, gosh, everything doesn't always have a happy ending. Right. And so um, unrealistic expectations are out there all over the place on Facebook, on on movies everywhere. Um, the financial pressures, excessive commitments. Think about that. Um, having uh, things come up where you're supposed to 
bake something, perhaps, or you're supposed to attend something, and you're supposed to uh, wrap some things, and then you're supposed to also be supportive to other individuals. Um, so those, uh, the pressures, the financial pressures um, are huge many times. And, and then just some other things that can go along, like loss of sleep, uh, like a change in schedule, uh, some of those things that you you are used to sort of your calm, sedate life, and then all of a sudden it's not anymore. So many of those things can happen, plus the change in the light to dark ratio that we deal with uh, during the winter. That's coming in also. So those are some of the many reasons um, that that we can feel some of these excessive issues. Well, let's go back to the phones and see what Katie has to say. Katie's in Jackson. Good morning. Thanks for calling, Katie. Good morning, Dr. Susan. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm glad you called. Tell us what your thoughts are about this topic. Well, um, I wanted to get your advice uh, sure. about anticipatory anticipatory grief during the holiday season. Um, this is uh, my family's first Christmas season after my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and mm. um, would love your advice about what we, uh, realistic expectations uh, for uh, celebrating this time, but also uh, uh, just approaching it with a healthy um sense of, you know, realistic expectations. Right, right. Oh, Katie, that's a tough diagnosis. And I know many, many families out there are dealing with it, either some listeners who are personally dealing with some early issues or families who are dealing with that um, as you are with a loved one. Um, Katie, uh, do you mind me asking, is he far along? Is this something you said he was just recently diagnosed? Was it something that everybody sort of knew was coming and he just um, got the con- confirmation? Um Kind of that last one, mm-hmm. maybe we suspected it, and then mm-hmm. the confirmation. But it's early onset, mm-hmm. so he's um pretty young to be. I think the diagnosis was moderate uh-huh. Alzheimer's, so yeah. it's um it's it's pretty noticeable in day to day life now. Okay. Well, that's that's tough, but there are some things that you can do. Now, holidays could be very difficult for your dad, and so um, let me give you some thoughts on ways to make it a little easier for him and to make it still a celebration for the family, because I would heartily encourage you to try to keep things on the up and up and happy and with realistic expectations. So um, first of all, one of the most difficult things that happens, depending on the size of your family, and I'm not going to make you lay everything out here, but sometimes with a large family, it can be more difficult than with a a small family because with a large family you have maybe people coming in and out of town who um, who perhaps um, aren't there often um, so I, I will ask you do you have some very close family members who are will be traveling in for the holidays um 
Probably, but most most of our close family are local. Okay. So um, with individuals with Alzheimer's, even with sometimes very f- familiar people, who indiv- people that they love dearly, uh, the name may slip from their mind. Um, exactly who they are may slip from their mind. So um, one thing that I would recommend is, is to remind everybody um, <laughs> um, that... They need to, I, I kind of giggled, because sometimes we think that if a, a person is having memory problems, they also have hearing problems. So okay. no, and, and so they they speak way too loudly, um, uh, trying to imprint whatever they're trying to say. So to, ha- to first know what, if there are any sensory deficits like hearing loss or visual loss, if not, speak in a normal, calm tone. Um, but for individuals who are not seeing your dad on an everyday basis, to walk in and say, hi, um, here I am, John is walking in the door to come see his dad, or um, John is here seeing his favorite brother, or whatever. So walk in, identify yourself, say who you are, don't ever say, do you know who I am? That is a cruel act. Um, And I've seen individuals do that. Do you remember me? Do you know who I am? Do not quiz an individual with um, dementia or Alzheimer's. What you do is you give them what they need for the moment. So walk in, say who you are, introduce yourself. Um, The other thing is to make visits... um, not last forever. Um, c- getting out of schedule can be very difficult. So to try to maintain a routine schedule, try to maintain meal t- meals time meal times at about the same time. Um, meal times um, probably best in a familiar place. Um, so this is not the time to go out to some fancy restaurant with a lot of noise. It would be better to try to maintain things in his space as best you can and also make sure that um, that whatever is done is done during the strong waking hours that he has. So what I mean by that is um, I know people have heard of a term called sundowners. Um, the evening hours, the the early evening hours, right at dusk and dark, sometimes are really difficult and more confusing. So whatever celebratory thing you do, have it more in the midday Um if that's typically a good time for him, um, it's really important to try to make yourself do what you think is best for him rather than just what you've always done, um, if that makes some sense. Um, Katie, are there some um, particular situations that you were wondering whether you should do or not? No, I was just general guidance. Um before yeah. we start planning all these things as a family, um, yeah, just so I could suggest to my siblings or um, to my uh, mom, like, oh, this this might be the best way for us to move forward yeah. this holiday season, rather than you know pulling a Griswold family. 
Yeah. The Well, I will say that, you know, trying not to have chaos, it, it's going to be better. And I'm, I'm, up from a huge family, we had sixty for our, our sixty plus, maybe near seventy uh, for Thanksgiving Day gathering. So this is coming from a huge family, but the 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 more you can do to to keep things um, as same and let your dad have his schedule, and if need be. Allow dad to go back to his bedroom if the gathering is at their home. Allow him to go back and and have people go back and visit with him rather than having him um, be converged on. It, It might be more difficult for him. But you can give it a try and see. Watch carefully. Typically, um, somebody who is very in tune to a loved one uh, will be able to sort of read in their eyes, look in his eyes, see if he's looking fearful, anxious, or confused. If he is, get whoever is most familiar to him to, to look him clearly and ask him, look at him clearly and quietly say, would you like to blah, go to your room? Would you like a drink of water? Do you need to step out of this room? Um, I think that um, in all kindness. But the, the very first thing I want to make sure is to remind all of your family members, your siblings and everyone, you know what? If he doesn't remember your name, don't get upset. It's part of the disease. And don't make it harder on him or or your mother Um by getting upset about that, this is not the time. And the more, um, the more often he sees them, the more likely he's he'll remember who they are. Um, so sleep, nutrition, keep a schedule. Um, try not to have too much confusion, but still celebrate the holidays. It can be a happy time still. So um, I hope that helped you some and. Thank you so much. Um, You are so welcome. And, you know, there are resources at the Mind Center at UMC, uh, which have some some great suggestions. Also, if you go on to the National Institute of Mental Health website, they have some wonderful suggestions, too, Katie. So uh, I hope you and your family access that. All right. Well, that's a tough situation, but many of us have um, have struggled through that with family members and still are. And so it's really important to know what to do. Would love to have callers. If you have suggestions back to, to Katie, uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll take our next break, and when we come back, we'll get to Jen in Columbus. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and again, we'll be right back talking about the holiday blues. business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today 
and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. And we're talking about holiday, holiday stress, holiday blues, perhaps the good and the bad, and what to do when you're trying to deal with changes in your life, perhaps changes in your family, how to keep the sadness out and the happiness in. Really something important. You can give us a call to join the conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. All right. We're going to go back to the phones. We have Jen in Columbus who's been patiently waiting. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for calling. Good morning. I wanted to share the idea of volunteering during the holidays. Um, I was raised to reach out to the community by my mother, who was a very active volunteer, and I found it very helpful when she passed away in 2001 to volunteer during the holidays. And in Columbus, there's a a program that calls on seniors every day to make sure they're okay, and they also do Christmas gifts for them that volunteers deliver. And it was just such a... uh, great opportunity to get out and visit with people who might not have family visiting them during the holidays and I found it just very rewarding for me as well to be able to do that. Um, I'm sure in most communities there are different types of volunteer opportunities where people who are lonely can be visited or um, just share some time with them. I mean it's great any time of the year to volunteer and benefit from it, but especially during the holidays where there are shut-ins and others who may not have family members who will be visiting them. Oh, Jen, what a good, good idea. And so what you can do is is give back. Now, you're doing this in honor of your mother, it sounds like and so how what a what a wonderful way to honor her memory is to do um what she did plus at the same time you're you're helping individuals out and you're absolutely right i know columbus has some great volunteer opportunities but all over our state um there are soup kitchens there are nursing homes there are hospitals i um that individuals can visit and you have to remember that everybody doesn't always have somebody to reach out to them so uh, i think that what that the good that you can do by doing something like this um, can make a huge difference in someone else's life and at the same time make you feel pretty good. Right, Jen? Yeah. So 
Thank you for that recommendation, and I'm sure there are others out there who who have other thoughts about where one could volunteer. Feel free to call in if you want to talk to us about other other places in your area, perhaps. That would be a good call-out where some help is needed. This is also a great time um, when you've lost someone. Think about, um, especially if it's been um, in the recent past and you haven't gone through uh, their things, perhaps if there's some still some items that perhaps um, are sitting at the house that you could give to someone who could use them in honor of that individual you've lost. That's another way to think about getting through the, the sadness of that. And I want to mention that sadness is truly a personal uh, feeling, and um, you can't understand exactly what or why someone is feeling what they are or why they're feeling it. Um, so we have to remember that because it is one of those personal things, if someone appears sad, um, reach out to them. Don't don't tell them not to be sad. Just just reach out to them and say, I really care about you, and I want to be there for you. Um, and sometimes those alone people in those nursing homes or in the food kitchens or in other areas are those who all they need is someone to let them know they care, and that can make a big difference. So, Jen, thanks for calling in with your suggestion. I appreciate it. All right. Um, we have, I don't have a name. We have someone in Memphis who has called in. Good morning. That's correct. Cold wet weather. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Um, are you incognito? No name today? Is that correct? Cognito? <laughs> no, man. You got me with that word. That's <laughs> <laughs> So tell us what your thoughts are up in Memphis this morning. Well, look, dealing with grief. Now, this I lost my mother in 2014. She passed on. And uh, this is what I tell myself, although I do, you know, I think I definitely do have my own culture or whatever. But what happened is uh, when my mother passed, I became my mother. Her spirit came in me. So what I had to do was to tell myself, quit being so notoriously selfish. Missing her wonder all the time because, uh, hey, she and you go to the mirror. There she goes, smile. <laughs> you know? Ah, uh, so, I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. It takes a while, you know, for you to you, you train yourself to not to be so selfish like that. And it's still, you're still going to, but anytime you start missing them, you need to think about that. It's time to go to the mirror. Uh, there you go. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I recommend this, too, for grief. Uh, always positive distractions. You know, go to the fair. And don't never take dancing out your life. Dance, 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 dance. <laughs> Do it for your spirit and your soul and your uh, uplifting of, you know, keep your spirit up. So. Oh, I love your suggestions. Um, first of all, I am sure your mother would be very, very proud, I have to say, for you to um, try to embody her her spirit and to try to model what she taught you. I think so many times parents um, 
don't don't see behaviors from their children that they hope might be there. And I think many times parents don't realize if you continue to model the behaviors that you want, eventually they're going to rub off. I really do firmly believe that. So embodying her spirit, I think, is is a, a wonderful thing to do and to try to give back to the community. Um, the other thing, I, I know you can't see my face, but I, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. The, um, the dancing, don't take dancing or singing out of your life. It can make such a huge difference and, and turn, um, turn some maybe not feeling so good sad times into some happy times if you just, just put a little bit of that, that in, right? Yeah, I, I, like, I like what you're adding on. And I'm, I'm still up there visualizing how you look. Do you have red lipstick on? <laughs> I may. <laughs> and it seems like you got just a little tingling of, of gray hair. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. Ah, you know. That's what you're looking at. Well, well I'm a... in, my, in my head, you know. <laughs> that's my way over mathematical, uh, uh, mathematical estimation. All right. Well, I appreciate your call. You made me laugh, and I think you've probably helped a lot of people out there put a smile on their face. So thanks so much for your call. We've got some open lines, and I'd love to hear from more of you about what your thoughts are on on how to deal with the loss perhaps of someone or perhaps the the change in mood that that you've felt uh, you can give us a call lines are open one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org so we've talked a little bit about um, what really does cause the sadness feelings? And we've had several good callers calling about changes in life circumstances with the the death of a loved one or, or perhaps a, a, a diagnosis difficult like Alzheimer's that you're dealing with. But sometimes it's not um, as big of an issue as something like our great callers have brought in. Maybe it seems something that's a little more undercurrent, uh, fatigue, the unrealistic expectations. Sometimes the over-commercialization of, of the holiday season gets upsetting to un, uh, individuals, and, and maybe some of that is secondary to um, the financial stress of it all. Or maybe, maybe it's the inability to be able to be um, with your family and friends. And how do you deal with that? Um, so I, I think that one of our callers brought up a really good suggestion, and that was um, maybe to reach out um, to others, perhaps. Um, that's, uh, I think, a great idea. If you are feeling lonely or sad for missing someone, then perhaps reaching out to others who maybe are in need is something to think about. Um, well, let's go back to the phone lines. Um, Jay, I don't see who, there's someone in Jackson. We have an anonymous caller in Jackson. Okay. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Uh, 
So uh, I wanted to mention the earlier caller from Memphis, he yes. brought up good ideas um, about how he uh, was in good spirits with his mother, like thinking about her and all those kind of stuff, like helped him with grief. Recently, uh, my one of our family members from the husband's side, from my husband's side, um, committed suicide because she was she was only 33 or 32 and mm-hmm. she lost her mother four years ago. She was very attached to the, her mother and um, she committed suicide because she had pathological grief from her mother. Right, dad. right. So That's... I, and she did not want, she confined herself so, like, she did not want to meet with cousins. She's my husband's cousin. And she did not want to um, meet people or, like, she she was a very, like, a straight-A student um, from one of the most prestigious institutions in India. It's almost equivalent to, like, Ivy League colleges here. Right. And, uh, like, she had a job here. She didn't want to go to job. She didn't have a job. And then everybody thought, like, because... Like, she got married and she lost her mother, so they thought, like, after her child was born, she would be able to cope up with this, looking into the child, um, but the child is only three years old, and, like, the child is, like, lost her, lost his mother now. So, um, uh. it is so uh, disheartening, and my husband always, like, has the guilt, like, now he started to have a guilt, he is his first cousin. And he's like, maybe if I would have reached out, even though she did not want to meet, maybe, like, she would have been a little better. And I said, you cannot keep that guilt because and that she was living in Iowa and we live in Jackson. And how can you reach and how many times right. a year can you go and meet them? So yeah. it's always um, good to reach out to people either, like, now we have social media. Through social media, we can reach out. Through phones, we can reach out. Or um, we can um, reach out to friends, and uh, like we are, are live by the good spirits of the person whom you have lost, which would help better. I felt. I felt like calling after I listened to that person. I felt like I have to call this. Yeah. Like, oh. Wow. What that's such a tough um, family situation, and and you know. Um, the the situation that your cousin had um, was many times individuals who have a loss who already are somewhat vulnerable perhaps due to other stressors uh, just cannot deal with it. Suicide, as you've just pointed out, affects not just the very immediate family, but it has an incredible ripple effect on so many because exactly what happened to your husband, those individuals who loved him, even if they were distant from them, many times feel guilty for not being able. But your cousin had the the signs and symptoms of significant severe depression um, with the withdrawal, the the inability to find joy in anything, even in uh, a toddler. And in fact, having already having significant depression and the birth of a child, sometimes uh, because of the significant problems one can get into with postpartum depression, um, can send you into a spiral. And so um, it 
it's unfortunate that those um, around her who were there in the immediate vicinity were unable to to reach her and to make a difference. But sometimes that happens. So, you know, what's what you just mentioned are things that everybody needs to remember. If there is someone close to you who is struggling with depression, even if it's depression after a death and you feel like it's maybe appropriate sadness, if it continues for a significant amount of time, and obviously this relative it had, um, reach out, do whatever you can um, to, to try to intervene and to try to make a difference and to try to get that individual to get uh, professional help. That is something you cannot fix when it is of that severity. That is when that individual needs professional help. Um, and so to to reach out to do that, but to let them know you care and that you love them and you want to be there for them. Um, your husband uh, needs to be reassured that it is it it is probably not much that he could have done at the distance at which he was. Um, and so one would hope that that in the future um, that if you see anyone with that kind of severe depression and many times it does run in families so you want to make sure that um, that you're attuned to it um, but to, to har- harbor guilt to hang on to guilt is only damaging to you and it's not helpful and it won't change anything. So very important to remember that. Um, thanks for your call. Um, the holidays are a very difficult time. If you know anyone who is out there who seems to be withdrawing and refusing to participate, reach out to them. I would encourage you, if you can, go to them, hold their hand, look them in the eye, tell them that you care, and let them know that you would like to help them get help. Um, That's the best advice I can give you. There are 1-800 numbers um, out there um, that we've publicized before. Honestly, I I do not have the 1-800 number. Uh, with me now, but we'll get that for you and um, put that on our Facebook page. Uh, but please do know that if there's anybody out there to reach out. All right. Well, let's go on to thank you so much for that call. And it gave me the opportunity to remind everybody how important and difficult this issue is. All right. Um, let's go on to Gary in New Albany. Hi, Gary. Hello, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Okay, you know, hey, thanks for uh, facing this topic right here because I mm-hmm. I found a way to deal with my mom death of 21 years ago right there by saying that she's gone when she's still here. For a separate reason, like I got two brothers and two sisters. Part and of her, I, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Part of her. I got grandkids. I got nieces, I got great grandkids. And I can find a little bit and pieces of her and all of them. And it, it, it just, it's just a simple fact right there. That's a wonderful way to look at it. That she yeah, is, yeah, yeah she's, she's all always, over. She's always be here. Yeah. I mean, you got a plea right there. Hey, 
She's going to, all right, come and take right that. They're going to grow the same part of that tree. Yeah. And you sit around, I talk to my sister and brother, we laugh about what she did, the half time we had. And it's beautiful. What a wonderful way to to think about it, and yeah. and the same the same thing um, goes for any relative that you lose to remember That's that. What I'm talking about. Yep. It's just my mother, my you know, yeah. my new close one right there that I used up for that scenario. But the thing about it is right there, it's hard. But then again, you got to realize your kids, your grandkids, right there, they got to meet that own way. Hopefully. They, you know, they be around. I'm gone like that. I don't want to see them go back up. But you need the same, same thing that I'm going. I, we, we, you, I, everybody else, you know, go through. And but it's a, it's a beautiful way of right there. Hey, you gonna live forever right there. It's exactly right. Okay. Gary, what a great, what a great last call. I, I tell you, I, I just think to remember that any loved one that you've lost who, um, a, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, um, even a child, remember that bits and pieces of them are out there in the genetic world. And so to not forget, they're not completely lost. And so with that, I want to remind everybody to to think about celebrating as, as we move through these holidays. Um, instead of feeling sad about the loss, make yourself celebrate the life of the individual. Pull out pictures, talk about them, share the memories also um, maybe celebrate in a way that they did so that they won't be lost. Um, I think that's really important. Um, I want to make sure also that as we're talking about this time of year, there's some things that you can do for yourself. Um, even if you can't put your finger on why the sadness is there, there's some environmental things you need to make sure that you do. And this is just a quick reminder for our last minute or so. Um I talked about the reduced daylight. That is truly a huge factor. Many times in the winter, people don't get enough light in their life. And so on a sunny day like today that we're having in central Mississippi, get out there. Even though it's cool, get out in the sun for about 10 or 15 minutes. It'll make a huge difference. Turn on bright lights in your house. Don't sit in the darkness. That is a terrible thing for you to do. Try to stay on a schedule. Try to be as healthy as you can. Yes, it's okay to eat a little bit of the holiday goodies, but try to make sure that you get... Um, some good nutritional things in your diet. Drink plenty of water. Um, really important to stay well hydrated, especially if you're one of those who's going to have a little holiday toddy or cheer, wine or beer or whatever. Make sure you drink plenty of fluids. And um, and I think I already said, make sure that you um, you 
get plenty of sleep. That's going to be really, really important. And if you see other people falling into bad habits, it's okay to remind them, um, gosh, you probably need to drink a glass of water instead of that other uh, beer or glass of wine or whatever. So reach out. Uh, that hand, reach out to others. If you see someone in need, um, reach out. And if you don't think that you are able to help them, suggest to them that perhaps they reach out to someone else to get some help. Um, it can make a huge difference in someone's life. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, those wonderful callers that we had today. Um, everybody shared great. Today's show is engineered by our producer, Jay White. Our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. Um, And stay tuned for NPR's Here Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.